Welcome to Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, and welcome to today's podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host. As always, welcome to the podcast. So, look, I get a lot of emails, a lot of stuff from people saying how they love these podcasts. So, I am going to do them. For those that do not like them, suck it. For those that do like them, well, we're going to continue on, as always. Now... Today's episode, we are going to talk about giving you a summary for the conductor sizing requirements. And we're going to keep it as quick as I can. Everybody knows I get long-winded. But we're going to do it and try to keep it as brief. I get a lot of questions about terminations, terminal ratings, 60 degrees, 75 degrees, 90 degrees, blah, 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 insulation types and all that. So obviously I have a video that deals with derating demystified, which covers all this stuff in extreme detail. But somebody asked me, or better, they challenged me to explain it in less than 10 minutes. Okay, so I'm going to try to explain all the nuances that I can give you as a student learning the code, learning the electrical trade, quickly as possible. Kind of a summary when it comes to conductor sizing and all the requirements that are associated with it. Uh, First thing first, uh, let's assume we have a conductor. Now, we're dealing with a conductor. If it is terminating on an overcurrent device, for example, that's 100 amperes or less, or the wire size is 14 through 1 AWG, then we're going to be locked into 110.14C1A, and that means we're dealing with 60-degree column under the table 31015B16. Okay, that's just our general drill, the general requirement. 60-degree C is the ampacity table we're going to draw from. Okay, now I'm going to show you where this might change a little bit, but that's the general rule. We're talking general rules. Now, if I'm dealing with a termination to an overcurrent protected device that is greater than 100 amperes, or I have a wire that is sized larger than 1 AWG, okay, so we basically should say 1 aught and larger, and then uh, uh, 1 AWG and smaller. That's how we should probably clarify it in the code to make it a little easier to understand. So... If I've got these two conditions that, that are existent here, so I've got a conductor that's going to go onto an overcurrent device that is 100 amperes or less, and I don't know the conductor sizes, but it's 100 amperes or less, uh, then I know that I'm going to be in the 60 degree column for ampacity values, okay? Now, if it is a 14 through 1, and that is all we know, then it's going to be in the 60 degree column. That's a general rule, okay? Now, if it's 100 amperes uh, over or greater than 100 amperes, terminating on an overcurrent device that's greater than 100 amperes, or if the wire is sized one aught, that's the one slash zero, uh, or larger, then we know we're going to be under the 75 degree column in 31015B16. That is just a general rule. Rule. So let's kind of remember that as the general rule. Now, what about if I have a conductor that's in these sizes? 
Uh, that are in these different categories here. We've got the 100 amperes or less, and then we've got the over 100, and we got the 14 through 1 that falls under the 60, but we got the 1 out larger that falls under 75. Now, what if I have a conductor that is sized 14 through 1, but it has a temperature rating on it of 90 degree or 75 degree? Okay, well, if it has a 75 degree rating insulation on that conductor, then I am permitted to use the ampacity as a 60 degree C column. Okay, if it falls under uh, less than 100 amperes, uh, 100 amperes or less, or if the size is a 14 through 1. Okay, I'm permitted to stay using the 60 degree ampacity. I'm not going to hurt anything. However, if the insulation rating is 75 degrees C, then I'm permitted at 75 degree ampacities if all the terminals are rated at 75 degrees C. So if the terminals at the breaker and the terminals on whatever the load of the other end of the conductor is connected to, if everything's rated 75 degrees C, my insulation is rated at 75 degrees C, then guess what? I'm permitted to use it at the 75 degrees C rated ampacity because everything associated with that circuit is rated 75 degrees C. Now, if at any time that one terminal was rated 60, and the other terminal is rated 75, and even if my insulation on my conductor, say a THWN that's rated for 75, because the terminal is only rated for 60, I've got to follow the weakest link theory, and that means I'm going to have to choose an opacity from the 60-degree column. Now, can I use a 70-degree rated insulation for anything? Well, sure. I can use it for adjustment and correction purposes as long as I remember that my opacity value has to be pulled from the 60-degree column, Okay. So that's how we're kind of getting it, and I'm trying to keep the time down. Now, what if it's a 90-degree rated insulation? Okay, I am permitted to use the 90-degree, even if it's 14 through 1 or 100 amperes or less, as long as I remember that it's just for adjustment and corrections. But I am still permitted to fall within the 60-degree column. Now, with the 90, I can't use a 90 degree except for adjustment and corrections. Whereas the 75, I am permitted to use the 75 as long as everything was rated for 75. If anything in this system, this circuit, from the breaker down to the device is rated for 60, then again, I'm stuck to the 60 degree column, okay? Because of the size of the conductors and because it's 100 amperes or less, I am going to have to start in the 60. Then I look at the insulation of the conductors to choose whether or not I can go up to the 75, as long as everything in the picture is rated 75. Now, let's move on to the greater than 100 amperes or one out larger scenario. Okay, so we know that it's generally rated at 75 degrees C. Can I use it at 60? Well, if you want to, it's kind of a waste, but if you want to, go for it. But generally, we're going to be in a 75 degrees C column. Again, that's ampacity values in 31015B16. What about when I'm dealing with the 90 degree rated insulation, like a THHN or a THWN-2? Again, the same concept. I can use the opacity value under the 90 degree column in 31015B16 for adjustment and correction purposes only. Ultimately, the permitted ampacity value is going to fall in the 75 degree column. So what I do is I can apply the 90 degree ampacity, apply adjustment and corrections, and as long as I, one, still have a conductor that can handle the load, and two, I don't exceed the value that's given in the 75 degree C column for that conductor size and that ampacity needed, then I'm good to go. 
Okay, so the easiest thing to remember is start in the column that you need to be in, and then you can see whether or not after an adjustment of correction, you still have a conductor, one that has the proper ampacity value still on it after it's been subjected to the conditions of use, which is the number of current carrying conductors or the ambient temperature, wherever it's located, making sure I still have a conductor that can work. So that's why I tell people it's easy to go to the column first if you're dealing in uh, 100 amperes or less, or 14 through 1, go and see whether or not you have the right conductor for the 60 degree column. If they're all rated 75, then I can shift up to the 75 degree column. If I don't have those markings or, or both ends of the termination, one of them's only rated 60, but the other's rated 70, then I got to go with the weakest link and that's 60. So then I have to make sure that I have a conductor that's good for. Uh, the ampacity necessary, one, to handle the load, which is required in 210.19A1, which tells us that the brand circuit conductors are required to have the ampacity not less than the load to be served, okay? And then I have to take into consideration uh, dealing with a continuous load or a non-continuous load, whereas a continuous load is 125% and a non-continuous is, is 100%, okay? So that's kind of the, the quick synopsis of how we we deal with the application all right so as a i've got time is that nine minutes so i seem like i covered that that pretty well um just remember uh that if it's a hundred amps or less and the size of con or the size of conductor is 14 through one then i'm going to be in the 60 degree column for my general requirement for the ampacity value if I've got a conductor that's rated 75 degrees C rating on the conductor, the insulation rating, in both of my terminals, both at the breaker and at the load, whatever that load may be, uh, device or whatever it would be, then if everything's rated 75, then I can use 75. If it's rated 90 insulation and the end terminals are rated 75, I can use 90 for adjustment and corrections, but I still have to not exceed the ampacity value within the 75 degree column. Okay, all we're using the 94 is to be able to make an adjustment and correction to find out what the ultimate ampacity available of that conductor is after we apply all these conditions of use. And then when I look at it, I still am going to select the conductor I need from the 75. All we did here was make sure that after those adjustment and corrections, I still had a conductor that was worthy of the load to be served. Okay, that's what we did with it. Okay, now whether or not you're dealing with the 100 amperes or greater, or 1 aught and larger, or you're dealing with the 100 amperes or less, or 14 through 1, you really need to pay attention to those terminations. I think today most people don't concern themselves with that because most of the terminations now are rated 75 degrees C, and most of the conductors we use are going to be uh, rated for 75 degree or 90 degree, with the exception, for example, of a non-metallic sheath cable, which in 334 of the NEC, and most notably 334.80, is going to tell us that you're going to assume the 60-degree column is the ampacity value you're going to need. But remember, it also tells us in there that we can use the 90 for adjustment and corrections. Why? Because the conductor's inside of a non-metallic sheath cable. That's why you have that dash B on there, that enium dash B. That lets you know that the conductors inside have an insulation rating of 90 degrees C, which is good for adjustment and corrections, ultimately remembering that the ampacity has to be within the 60 degree column. All we're using the 94 is to take a conductor, apply conditions of use, whether it's bundling or ambient temperature or whatnot, and seeing after we do that, do I still have a conductor that can handle the load we're about to put on it? And once I establish we do, 
And usually what we do is we compare that to the six degree column and make sure it's equal or greater than the value that's in the six degree column. Then and only then do we make sure we select the proper conductor from the six degree column. Okay? All right. Now, if you want a shortcut way to do that, pick the conductor in the six degree column that you know will handle your load, okay? And in, in that concept, and then take that value and divide it by all your conditions of use, and then ultimately tell you the conductor you need to choose from the 90 degree, degree column. All right. Now, if that ampacity falls within the 90 degree and it still leaves you in the same conductor size as the 60, then you know you're good. You don't you don't really have to do anything. Okay. If it doesn't and it pushes you up into a larger conductor, then you might have to reevaluate the conductor size under the 60 degree column. Okay. So anyway, that was just a quick down and dirty trying to explain. Conductor sizing, again, I went pretty quick. Hopefully you got it. Uh, if you did not get it, then I encourage you to visit the YouTube channel and go look for the Derating Demystified video. Uh, that is a video where we talk about all the conditions of use, adjustments, corrections, 31015B3A and 31015B2A. Uh, we talk about service and feeder sizing using the 83% rule uh, for uh, an applications where you have a a 12240 volt, a 12208 three wire uh, single phase application. Um, that is going to be found in 1315B7. We give you all the nuances in that as well. So go and watch that video. Uh, you'll get a lot out of it. I want to thank y'all for listening to the podcast. Hopefully you got something out of it. Again, I tried to do it as quickly as possible. Clearly I couldn't do it in 10 minutes because I have a problem with brevity. But email us if you have any questions. That is info, I-N-F-O at masterthenec.com and we're more than happy to answer any of the questions you may have regarding this subject or if you have other topic ideas for other future podcasts or videos feel free to to let us know that as well and we'll see if we can't work them in somewhere down the road right now I have a list and this was another one that was asked of me by a, a friend and I figured I would go into the details again if I went too quick for you and I didn't explain it to your satisfaction, please go back and watch our D-Rating Demystified video. It will explain it in a slower, more drawn-out detail, and it will help you understand how to apply and protect those conductors, how to size your overcurrent devices, how to deal with continuous loads and non-continuous loads. Um, it will deal in all those applications. Again, until next time, folks, stay safe, and God bless. Every day the future's getting closer. Just looking bright Every day is another beginning